Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a Working Class Bowhunter podcast. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to Working Class Bow Hunter. Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. Oh, here we are. Episode 30 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. And if it sounds like my mic's a little under the weather, it is because it's sick. Sick of it not being deer season. <laughs> I five, guys, I five, I need friends. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, 1600 Buckslayer Place. We're here at the Bucketorium. We are fit in like a bunch of sardines if sardines got evicted from one sardine can <laughs> and had to stay with their aunt. And uncle in the other sardine can. That's how episode thirty starting, and I'm happy about it. Is this a sardine episode? No, I'm just. I was making okay. a, a. I was just going to let it go to see how much pathetic stuff you could try to rush into the first <laughs> thirty seconds the of the mind. episode. See that guy's my best friend's calling me pathetic. That's right, he's my best friend, and I'm pathetic. So what's that say about him? Yeah. I'm better than you <laughs> at everything. Mm. So not as pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You're st- What's up, guys? We we took a week off. We did, you know. We need we a had little to, vacation. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, we had to, you know. We're busy. Take we a week. We off. won't get into details. <laughs> we're busy, all right. We're too busy, busy to lives. bring you one hour a week. <laughs> yeah. Well. For all you who don't go to church, yeah, exactly. You understand where we're at too. <laughs> oh, but we did a lot over this past week. Um, we did. We got oh. a lot done. First, we got to start with a thank you to Mr. Tim Kitts and the Pop- Bone Shed and Poppy and the Bone Shed. Eric, you want to tell him why? <laughs> e. Go ahead. Come on, Eric. Spit some game, I got a new Eric. Bow. I oh, what'd you get? Switched over to the dark side. Got an elite synergy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's a lot of Matthews guys in here, actually. Actually, everyone else but me and Eric in here are Matthews yeah. guys right now. Yeah. That's why, that's why we separated them to that side. Of the There's room. a lot yeah. of dirty looks right now, guys. Well, here's 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 the thing. Um, myself and uh, Amy thought we'd go up to the bone shed. and We're not done telling our story. Yeah. Oh, you're not? No. No, we st- we're still thinking. Oh, that's okay, because I don't care about your story. I want to tell mine. It's about Tim right My now. Story. So you can tell Tim that you don't care about My him. Sto- I'll text him right now. Yeah. Do it. Tim set Eric up. <laughs> awesome. And Poppy did too, man. Those guys know their stuff. Poppy um, is a bow tech, man. If you need anything done, go see that guy. That's right. Oh, it was awesome. We had a yeah. good time. They set Eric all up, had him on his way, and then Eric shot a 3D shoot the next day. With it. With that bow. Heck the yeah. And day. I carried the team. Well, hey, you know, you've been shooting the uh, Synergy a little bit longer, yeah. so you're a little bit more familiar. <laughs> he was less than 24 hours shooting that bow. <laughs> less he didn't even break it. Dude, he, his, his strings are probably not even broken yet. No. 
No, did you, put like, the, did you put the bow in the oven with a big rubber band around it? Yeah, I did. For oh, 24 did. Oh, okay. minutes. So, so it was broken. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, man, you sure you don't want to just bring the strother? That way I don't have to like put all the... Yeah, you shot good. I'm I shot I shot pretty damn good for... Yeah, you shot good. Having a bow less than 24 hours. Yeah, how, how'd we shoot, Derek? You guys shot good. <laughs> shot all right. Yeah, better than... Uh, how did I shoot for my first 3D shoot? You shot really good, actually, I thought. Thank you. Okay, well, we're done talking about you. It's time to talk about me. It's not that time yet. It is. I'm looking at the clock, and it is. Okay. Because, guys, we follow. Continue with your story now, Steve, and then we got to move oh, on. Oh, you guys, then you guys can interrupt me. No, I myself went up to the Bone Shed and uh, saw our good buddy Jordan Hubinski. He was working up there. Everything all good? Kurt, you're giving me a dirty look. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Don't we always? Yeah, I think we're yeah. good. Oh, okay, we're good. Yeah, imagine that. Between my story, something magically happens. I'm yelling at Derek right now. He's playing with his mic cord. In the middle or of my something. story? No, he wasn't. I'm yelling him for no reason now. I'm sorry. Scratch that. All right, scratch that. It was Steve. No, it wasn't. Anyway, so we go up there, Tell and I find story. out that Tim's actually at the shoot because I called you. And uh, we get up there. Jordan's up there. Poppy's up there. Chris is up there. You guys forgot to mention him. He's a very big fan of all of yours. To which I find out, I was talking about it, and I was like, yeah, we came all the way up here, and Poppy goes, oh, yeah, Eric and uh, Eric and Kurt, they were here yesterday. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they, they were up here at like 2 o'clock. I go, no, 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 because both of them were at work, and they would have told me if they were going to come with the boat ship without me. Uh, it turns out... Um, we played hooky. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys were up there. It's a top-secret mission, Steve. Uh, apparently so. And then, so I call, I call Kurt uh, as I'm leaving, and I'm like, Hey man, what's uh, what's going on? Nothing, nothing. We're shooting. Oh, that's that's funny you mentioned that. What bow is Eric shooting? <laughs> and there's silence. Synergy. Look, I gotta go. Click. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the middle of the shoot, man. I can't stop and hold everyone else up behind me. But uh, I, I do want to let you guys. I, I didn't think I'd tell anybody this, but um, me and Amy both got our draw length measured. You know, just double check type of thing. Just double check. See yeah, if and, your uh, previous bow shop messed it up. I mean, I just wanted to, these guys pull that tape measure and the real deal. Amy got her measurement, and she went and shot the Elite Spirit, which she's going to save up money for and buy. Uh, she loved it, and then uh, I was like, okay, cool, yeah, she's all, you know, I might even finish this story. It's kind of embarrassing, guys. She has a longer drawing than you. Yeah. What is That's your drawing? Okay. 25 and a half. True, true draw. It's crossbow bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, was like, I was like, I kind of shoot that synergy, and like we got my draw length all worked out, and then he's like, look at Chris, was helping me, and he looks down, and we flip back to the 32 and go to the very, very last camp setup that they can use, and he goes, well, it's either this or nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, that's short. I know. So... Yeah, Amy was like, oh, we could both do it. <laughs> She's like, since we have about the share. same. Can yeah, share we could both. share. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's uh, let's pull it up to uh, 70 pounds then. Let's, uh, Amy probably shoot shoots a lot faster than you do. Her arrows are probably zipping past yours. <laughs> I don't know. She was still only shooting like 40-something pounds. Well, but, yeah, we no. better get on to bigger and better things right now. Yeah, I'm thinking so. We actually have a uh, guest. We're just sitting here rambling. Our guest is sitting here, like, twirling his thumbs. Like, better right. than them just waiting on the phone, eating up all their minutes. <laughs> well, I'm kind of <laughs> curious about his 40 pounds and 26-inch drawing. Yeah, did you know that his Matthews – introduce our guest first, and then I'm going to talk crap about your, your bow. Our guest uh, – I guess you guys can guess it already, or if you can't, sorry. A good buddy of mine, my second best friend, Ryan Greenleaf. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, Ryan, what's going on? Glad to be here. Why don't you tell all 40 people that listen to this a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Um, just a local guy here in the Quad Cities. Uh, I actually grew up a little south, uh, down by Monmouth, and uh, currently shoot for Matthews uh, professionally, and uh, I work on heavy equipment, case case construction equipment uh, by trade. So hey, a lot um, of work to do there. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> says the John Deere guys that are always facing layoffs. I live to hunt and hunt to live. So yeah, there you go. You know, Awesome. Well, that's what we're all about. Yeah. So it's not gonna be easy to, to uh, not gonna be easy. It's going to be easy <laughs> to talk. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I got. It. I'm on. I'm. I'm drinking an adult beverage here. All right. All right and just right. crap for that again. Yeah. That's an adult <laughs> beverage. So for once, the elite guys are outnumbered in this room, huh? 
Yeah, actually, I was the only elite guy, so I'm used to it. Um, but everyone in here is from Team Waffle House, uh, besides <laughs> me and Eric. How's it going, guys? Ryan's giving so, me the death I'm getting, look. I'm like, getting hungry. <laughs> I know. I talking about you guys are making us dinner later, right? Oh, yeah. We can make it happen. Breakfast? For yeah. dinner breakfast? Yeah. Oh, what are you someone shooting, didn't, Someone didn't bring the chocolate pretzels, otherwise we could have had a meal. Yeah, I don't have that chocolate pretzel anymore. Not anymore. Oh. <laughs> Ryan, what boat uh, are you shooting? What setup? Uh... Hunting setup, I'm shooting a monster wake right now. Cool. What about target setup? Uh, I <laughs> cool. Got, <laughs> <laughs> I got the new Chill X right now set up. Uh, normally, I'm running the Conquest Four, so uh, this Chill X we're kind of we're gonna test it out a little bit, see how it can do. A uh, little bit shorter bow, but it's been performing well. So is that the wake that Eric's always drooling over? Probably. Yeah, it's a new one uh, out this spring. Came oh, out. really? Yeah, well, this winter, really. Yeah. What? You said Eric, not Derek. God, why do I do that? <laughs> well, close they, both, enough. they both build, you know, tractors, so. Combines. You guys are same basically thing. the same person. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I don't know. For people that haven't heard of the weight too much, can you kind of fill us in on that? Yeah, the uh, the Monster Wake is uh, kind of a new breed for speed bows. Um, getting a little bit longer axle, actual 35-inch bow. Um, and it's shooting uh, 85% let off. So the IBO on its uh, 350s, lower 350s, and uh, I'm shooting 28.5-inch draw length at 70 pounds, and I shot 416 grain arrow at uh, 310 feet a second, the eastern axis. Um, I, I kind of played with it a little bit. I shot uh, light speeds. Uh, 350 grain arrow. I shot 340 out of it. Wow! And Smoking. that's kind of cutting down on your grains per inch. You know your mm-hmm. your IBO. But um, yeah, it's a gold tip XT hunter. Just a regular. I shot that 320. But I don't shoot 70 pounds for hunting. Uh, I'm usually right about 65. So what? Well, that's so you can probably pretty normal, right? 65 ish is what. A, yeah. Is that what? I mean, you work on bows a lot more than probably anyone else in here, obviously. So, what do you think when you set people up? Is it sixty-five usually, or um, that's what I shoot? It's you know, I just I just start off asking what poundage you want to shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think it's going to take to kill a deer? Whatever you can handle. Yeah. You know, what are you comfortable with? You know. So most of the time, if I see him struggling a little bit, I'll just start him lower and say, "Hey, shoot sixty pounds for two months, and then bump it up a little bit." You know. Okay. Since you play. With uh, bow speeds and stuff, and you have a chrono. Steve, why don't you lay out your setup for him? <laughs> because Steve said, me and Steve were arguing over what his bow would shoot. I'm not going to call you out on air because no, everyone's going to think or know that you're no, truly funny. an idiot. This, this <laughs> is probably one of the... <laughs> think or know. Legitimately probably one of the biggest arguments is, okay. oh, is yeah. speed because... Everyone talks about it. They do, and and majority of people don't understand yeah, they don't get what. See, I'm not even going to talk about it because Be- elite's not in the speed game. No, they're no, in the absolutely. shootability game, yep. and I know that. Yep. And I do know that my bow probably is moving quicker than Steve's. And Steve's not in this argument with me. I just like to always rub it in Steve's face. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve, what do you Creed? What XS XS for exceptionally speedful? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it stands for. <laughs> at, at what uh what. What weight and your draw length is 26? <laughs> 25 and a half. I have a 25 and a 3 eighths. I grew a little bit. I'm oh, a yeah. growing boy. So 20, <laughs> He's taking his 27, vitamins. 27 and a half inch cam. What do you got on there? Uh, 27, 27 and a half. Well, go 27. Let's just say that's what he 30. has. Yeah, because I know when we you when I was testing it. No, when, when, when we, were, we were putting out, I think they threw a separate. I don't know. It's not the cam that came with the bow. They had to. Yeah. They had to custom. I thought there, yeah, I thought there was a different one on it. Yeah, they had no, to go and CNC the, one out. For they him. called the, the toy company Play School and got yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, so, so I'm not 100 percent sure. And I was like, you know, didn't really get all the answers that I was looking for. When Why? I Why? It. Why didn't you get those answers? I, you know, I was too busy thinking about how many grains of rice I was going to throw in my. Uh, well, I can tell you. you know, I can tell you. Arrow this. to get uh, grains. <laughs> there's a guy named uh, Tony Knapp. He had a Creed XS, and he shot a uh, Victory the Vaps mm-hmm. out of it, and that's a 6.5 grain per arrow, 6.6, somewhere around there. And he only shot 305 out of that bow. And that's 27 and a half, 70 pounds. See, 
Yeah. What did you say? What did you say you thought yours would do? You were reading. Uh, I, you were reading. The and that's a light arrow. I was thinking if I shot fast enough, no, that the you're... arrow would catch on fire and then it would go <laughs> back to 1955, and then I would play guitar <laughs> and it wouldn't disappear. Yeah. That's how fast my arrows were going. Matter about fact. right. Yeah. Oh, break okay. the sound barrier. But I never yeah. put it up to a chrono, so I can't early. You know. <laughs> so, so what is your setup? What are you set up at now? As far as my bolt or my draw length, draw length. Well, we figured probably around twenty-seven. About that, yeah. I had to uh, I, <laughs> when I was initially getting set up, we ended up putting a shorter, a real short D loop on there, and uh, come to find out, <laughs> it's like that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got, we got a bit. Hey, what are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's so, life. So I'm not. <laughs> so when I got it set up, I wasn't like a hundred percent sure. I think I was shooting at a twenty-seven inch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were kind of going through some things and just kind of working out the bow recently. Uh, and we found out that when my arrow was sitting, when the when the rest was all the way up, uh, my arrow was kind of pointing downwards. So that was really kind of screwing with my <laughs> draw length. So it was like I was, like, looking down constantly, and that's why I couldn't get my sight to... Sight to go where it was, so I was like, eh, I need to go get this all. Derek, he texted me, he's like, hey, man, should I have Ryan bring his chrono? That way we can all run our boats with the chrono. And I, I didn't think we were going to have time, which we'll have to do that and film it. And Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's what I've been trying to do. You know, most people, when I work on their bows, I'll, I'll just shoot it through, you know. Just and, so you can tell them. Yeah. Because they're going to ask. People are, yeah, people they're are gonna curious. Ask. So. Yeah. And it's just easy, you know, and then it's, hey, how to make it faster or, you know, what, you know, what can I do? So, uh it, I mean, with your bow, I mean, most of the people are going to shoot an eight grain, eight and a half grain per arrow mm-hmm. for weight. So that's about average for hunting. I think that's right where you need to be. You know, if your bow's a little faster, then you can shoot a heavier for penetration. But yeah, you know, that eight, eight, eight point five grain per inch is is right where you need to be. Um, anywhere from two seventy to two eighty five, two ninety. I mean, that's. I mean, you're right there. See, I'd like know. to see what my elite's shooting because I'm shooting 28-inch draw. You know, I don't know exactly how long my arrows are. I'm shooting gold-tip kinetics. Um, they're 425 grains. Okay. Which I don't know if that's on the heavy. That's, that's a heavy arrow. So, yep. I don't know. Mine, I'm probably moving a lot slower than what I, I could. You know, I could probably yeah. be shooting a lot faster if I lightened up my arrow. But but the penetration that I always remember you getting on those, whenever we are going shooting those targets, you know, you'd look, and we were all, all of us were shooting them. About the same setup, you yeah. know, give or take a couple hinky dinks here yeah. and there. Hinky dinks, yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's true, though, yeah. But, yeah, then They're you look at Kurt's arrows, and his is, like, sticking out, like, four or five extra inches. You know, at some point, it's actually going through the foam targets. Yeah. Yep. You're uh, going to. So, I don't know. I'm probably shooting two. I, I, I couldn't even guess. 28, I, 70 pounds? Mm-hmm. 65. But I'm, think, I'm between 65 and 70. I don't know. I mean, the pound. I, I've been curious to what's that bow rated three thirty. I can't. No, I don't even think of that. I don't. I don't. I can't even tell you. I can tell you right now though. Hold on. Our yeah, Darren Christianberry signed uh, yeah, elite a, catalog. Yeah, I got a catalog right here. Don't, here's, here's don't let that ink run. Curious about because a lot of people are worried about their you know three twenty three to three twenty five. Yeah. So you're you're probably down there in two seventy. Yeah, let, let me see that real quick. Or, or lower. Look at a funny two sixty. Yeah, that's probably what I was thinking. Um, so, you know, whenever we look at the the chrono you know everybody shoots i mean they're relatively close i mean at what point does that arrow really start or start losing speed you know what i mean like has anybody ever there shot is one a, out? there is a fine line um like how many yards you're saying yeah, about how many yards out is that arrow really where they're all it's not so much speed as momentum yeah that's okay. a better you know your your kinetic energy mm-hmm, so right. the force that it's going to hit the target probably after 30 yards it starts dying yeah. off probably pretty yeah, good be, yeah once you start hitting 40, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, good sharp broadheads are the key to that. But. So say I'm like, okay, I want to get closer to 300 with my bow. Say I am shooting 260, 270. I'm like, just like, would you say just lighten my arrow, maybe go up to 70 pounds? Um, yeah, I would probably do more arrow weight versus poundage mm, okay. just for shootability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, but you're shooting 85% let off. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of puts a damper on things too. So yeah. when you shoot 85, you're not shooting a speed bow. Yeah. And I know that for sure. I'm not one of those guys like, that bow's faster. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I've never, <laughs> I've never been a guy on speed. I mean, I never have either. I don't, they're I all fast enough. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. I mean, I've I dropped out of high school for the last, uh, 
Is that why you dropped out of high school? Speed? No, not me. For I, speed? <laughs> Dude, nothing in my life is fast. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I shot probably 280 for the last seven years probably for speed. So, yeah, I just, it doesn't, as long as I'm killing deer and passing through, that's all. That's good key to go. right yeah. there. I mean, you're not shooting it. No one's ever shooting it. Well, I mean, unethically. Yeah. 100 yard shots I mean come on though What are you doing Right You know You don't need to be doing that <laughs> Yeah um, So you shoot You have a target bow And a hunting bow Like you were saying um, What do you Like right during the summer Are you always shooting With your target bow I mean what what You go to shoot What bow do you pick up um, My general rule Is Come My indoor season Starts in December So I'm usually Getting my target bow out uh, September, beginning of October, getting ready for the indoor season. And I usually shoot my hunting bow about two days a week during hunting season, mm-hmm. maybe maybe three, just to make sure nothing's moved, you know, yeah. something's happened. Um, but springtime comes, I'll shoot it a little bit, getting ready for turkey season. Um, but I'm still heavy in target still. So I, really, I won't shoot my hunting bow at all just i mean i'll shoot it just you know here and there a couple times but stay up on it type of yep, thing yep but i won't start shooting heavy till october until august 1st gotcha and then i'll shoot two straight months and i won't touch my target bow and you know i'm, I'm just in the frame of mind of hunting so that way you get used to the bow but then people are probably going to say like jesus he doesn't really that's kind of late you know but you're always shooting yep. something yep so yeah. it's not like you haven't shot at all right like your muscle memory is there it's there and your mental focus is there yep so you're never you never get rusty. It's it's more just visual because now because I shoot a magnified lens when I'm shooting for competition. Yeah. So it's just getting used to pin setup. Yep. You know, basically. How, sure. now, it's just a different bow. You know, yeah. you gotta get. You, but I have the same. I have the same draw length on all my bows, so it's not like I'm having to get readjusted to it. Yeah, I go back crazy. to it. I shoot an index release for hunting, and I shoot back tension for target. So, you know, it's just. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you shoot all the time, though, so it's yeah. not like you ever hit, like, a, a lull where you just don't do anything for... Right. How long uh, uh, How long is your stabilizer when you're using your hunting bow? It's not... 12 inches. Okay. See, most of our listeners, I'm, I'm assuming, are bow hunters, but, you know, if you, you're that into bow hunting, you're going to be somewhat interested in competition, tournament, archery, because it's it only makes you better. Like, I just started... I mean, obviously, you can tell by the past episodes, I'm starting to get more and more interested in, like, target and tournament archery. Which, or not really that, but just more obsessed with archery. So I'm wanting to shoot my bow more and like tinker with it and do all this. That's good. And I'm, you know, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about getting a, a target bow to try and get into that area because, like last weekend, well, you we, already have one. What's that? You already have a target bow. Technically, well, that's, I, that's Levi Morgan. Yeah, I could. Well, he don't <laughs> shoot the center. Oh, he shoots the thirty-five, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's just like last weekend, you know, we went and shot with these guys, and some of these dudes are studs, and I'm like, oh, man, these guys are shooting. They're just crazy because they do it all. But sometimes you don't realize that you put a 12-inch bar, 10-inch bar out the front, how much your pin stop's moving, or yeah, you add a back With a sidebar and yeah, all that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you don't think, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to spend the money, or, you know, yeah, I don't right. have, I don't, I don't like tinkering. Well... Sometimes you'll go, wow, I should have done this five years ago. Or yeah. Something. yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it's just the little things that for sure. Well, I shoot and everywhere I go, people are like, dang, you shoot. I shoot with a tight spot quiver full of arrows and 425 grains an arrow. I have the six arrow quiver, I think. Yeah. And I shoot with that on there with no sidebar, but I kind of, that's how I hunt. So that's how I yep. shoot my 3D until I practice with it. And I'm kind of just used to shooting that way. Well, Jordan uh, from the Bone Shed's like, man, dude, you should shoot the sidebar. You'd probably be amazed how much better you would shoot. Yep. And I'm like, man, you are right. So I am going to try the sidebar, but I don't know if that's something I'll hunt with. That's just something else for me when I I'm got, hunting. I have one on my hunting bow. Do you? Uh, yeah, it's, you just got to get used to it. You know, depends how long a one you get and how much it sticks out from your bow. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I got a, uh, what do you call the, kind of like the... Um, leg quiver you know that your camel sit in oh yeah you know that you you can set your bow down and just kind of rest on that you know hangs onto your belt or whatever oh yeah. Kind of like, oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about so you know when you're when you're holding it there you just don't want your your bar hitting you at all because then it's kind of awkward but as long as you either get it out or get a little shorter one then mm-hmm. you won't even know it's there so i have uh i shoot with a 10 inch bee stinger on the front now mm-hmm. and i have a 12 inch uh bee stinger that i was thinking about running as a back bar 
but I don't know if that'll be too long having no. a 12. You don't think off the back? I got a, well, last year I had a 10 on the front and a 12 on the back. So, I mean, it's just kind of one of them things where mm-hmm. how you got to play with it, I guess. Yeah, how your bow, how your bow acts in your hand. Maybe you want the longer one out front and the shorter one out back. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess it's the beauty of it. I'll build a collection, have you know, a ten, a twelve, yeah. an eight, all that, mm-hmm. and then all the different weights. And, and you just they'll gotta... all be on your wall. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want part of this conversation <laughs> too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry, I sucked up the. We were talking. We got into. No, was, no, was, no. I mean, it was me and Ryan there for no, a bit. No, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things. I mean, you know, I think you're seeing more and more of the. Well, just like you, know, you and I, we were talking about release last winter, you know, your index release and then and then starting to anchor on your nose. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's just the little things like that. You don't, All those you know, little key things you got to. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a second pair of eyes, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, that and too, and now a lot of guys are really, you know, some guys don't shoot all year. Right now they got their bows out and they're ready to rock because we're, we're just over three weeks away. Yep. So, well, yeah. that's how I used to be before we started doing all this 3D stuff, you know, like <laughs> yeah. two months before hunting season. That's the first time I pick up my bow and well, start and shooting. I, I There's mean, no I, one to keep you motivated. If you're not real, real into it, and it's kind of hard, you kind of have to have someone to push you into yeah. it or have a good buddy that you shoot with, like, hey, man, let's go shoot. Well, and, and, two, and now shooting I'm, at the same target every time, it gets boring. You got to you know? have a variety. You do. And yeah, I, that you, helps me anyway. You always got to mix things up, too, because I, I know where I got stuck. Like, I would go in and I'd shoot 20 yards just. You know, 60 arrows, 20 yards, twice, a couple times a week. And you do that for long enough, and then you go and get out and, like, you know, where we're, we're doing our shoot. You know, you're going up on this, you know, 20-foot platform, and now you're shooting at just targets that are out there. And, yeah, you know, you're knocking the knocking the bottom out of the 20-yard the, the targets, but then you start stretching out, and it's, it's, unfor- it's weird because it's out of your comfort zone, but, yeah. like, not on purpose. Like, you don't mean to do that it's just when that's all you're experienced to so yeah you got to just continue to get out mm-hmm. um and that's why it's gonna be cool doing our our, our other shoot this you know see i'll probably do that week. indoor league with you this year um at easy live and i'll probably if they do it if they do that every year yeah they'll do it this year i'll probably do that to stay up on it best thing is indoors repetition so form i mean you're yeah. you're yeah. trying to get your form right dialed mm-hmm. in and then come springtime you know you're ready to rock and, yeah. th- and that's the best thing is because 20 yards you're gonna know what little things you do make a difference for sure so you know and there's and there's sometimes too like you know not to throw this too far off but when you're in those uh ranges you can attest to this you know it, with me I, I wanted to try a couple different you know releases so i yep. started shooting the back tension i love it i love the back tension um but even though I love it, it may not be the best thing for me because right. uh, we were in there shooting and uh, Marty was helping a guy out and this guy is always shoot back tension. He was shooting. Um, oh, it was the uh, it was the hook. I, I can't remember the name of the uh, the release, but it was an index release. But it was like the just like, the one sear. Yeah, and he said he shot that and he goes, you know what? You looked more natural shooting that than you ever did shooting your back tension. Well, probably the true fire. I think so. Down yeah. There. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that it's like you said, you get a second pair of eyes on you when you're shooting. I know when I was shooting, you know, I, I was hitting the targets. So I want to do 3D shoots. I have people take pictures of me. Yeah. And I'll go home and stare at myself I while always, I'm drawing well, back. Like, what am I doing? I do that in the basement when I shoot. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Steve. I'm sorry. I got, oh, a, no, I got a video camera on me. And I'll That's video a good idea. and watch it, you know. And you gonna release those for sale? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you make and, a DVD. You know, because even <laughs> even though I'm only shooting 10 yards. You know, I'm still shooting as I'm shooting at practicing as I'm shooting at a tournament. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching my my bow arm going out. I'm watching my release going back. You know, watching the movement in my stabilizer. You know, just the little things. You know, yeah. you don't think maybe you start slumping a little bit or you yeah. know turning your head a little more. You know, or Stick something. Your something. Out. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I feel like, and I like that Levi Morgan said this. He's like, you know, when I was a kid, my dad gave me one arrow. And I would shoot that one arrow. That way he wasn't just out there slinging arrows and not thinking about what he – like he wasn't really working on anything. Well, when we were at the shoot, um, the league shoot like two weeks ago, there was a – it was getting – I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit of a target panic because it was like basically dark. Like it was really oh, low light. The last couple targets, it was – Yeah, and I, I just started um, shooting with the Scott Hex. Um, it's a back tension, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's on like a hunting yeah. strap. So to kind of get me used to that, and I kind of just squeezed through the thing, and I like I caught myself right away, and I don't know why I did it, but it's you feel like, you're feeling rushed. 
Yeah, I was feeling rushed for the light, and yep. I was just like, bam, squeezed through it. And I did it the other day, too, during practice. I was like, dude, I just squeezed through that. I don't know what I was doing. Just wasn't really thinking about my shot, but I haven't shot it enough to bury that in my head yeah, to where yeah. squeeze yeah. through to your click and then yeah. And imagine that you get the buck of your lifetime coming out, you know, and that's one of the things. Be really confident in the release you shoot. I will say though, even though I did squeeze it through like that, I still it still makes it to where you can't just punch it. Yeah. So I still shot good. Like the, the arrow was still within. You can't just rip it through like an index finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, it was right. still in there because I was still focused the whole time on burying my pin where I wanted it to go. Well, there's a difference between rushing the shot, you know, and forcing the shot. That's true too. So because you can back tension, you can rush it and still go through the motion, just pulling on it a little harder than normal versus yeah. just grabbing that thing and setting it off. Yeah. yeah. See what the difference is though with. My index, or uh, what do they call it? The regular hunting release, like yeah. an index caliper, finger yeah. caliper. You know, if you go through and you hit your finger on that thing, bam, and you punch it, you can pull your shot and miss completely. Yep. But, you know, I I guess comparison did that with my back tension, and it was still a 10 ring. Yep. You know, so. <laughs> did you see how he threw that one in? Yeah, even though I messed up, still a 10 still ring. A 10 well, ring. that's good. Well, though. I mean, I thought, though, I'm like, oh, crap. Steve I'm... wouldn't have got a 10 ring. <laughs> Probably not. Felt, not with a not with a twenty five and a half inch draw length. <laughs> As I always Did say, I, Steve's arrows can't break glass at fifty yards. Yeah, right. They, they would sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin getting ready to come oh, out. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best wrestling reference you've ever made. Yeah, on thank the you. show. Uh, thank right, you. I'm not even gonna try it for another one. Let's talk about broadhead tuning because it's getting to this. that point. Everyone right now, like Waddell, I just shared it on the working class page. It's talking broadheads. The debate. Fixed blade mechanical. And he goes into why he shoots what mechanically he shoots. I was down to Bone Shed asking guys what broadhead and why and mechanical are fixed. What what's the best flying fixed blade? What's just seeing what they thought. They probably said Montex. Yeah. No, no, they didn't actually. Um, our boss told us to. <laughs> <laughs> they were a G five though. The, a lot of yeah. them were though, but yeah. a lot of those guys said for fixed blade I mean they're honest too at the same time. They all prefer G five. But a lot of those guys are like, man, the QAD Exodus or yeah. flies like, great for a fixed blade because I guess those blades come back over the uh, insert. Over the shaft. Yeah, uh-huh. the way it's designed. And I'm oh, going to buy okay. a pack to try them out for myself and see how they fly. And we are going to do a little, just a plain accuracy test. Oh, we're going to get that ballistic gel, huh? You guys can buy it and mix it up. and then. Oh, uh, did you finally oh, get a price <laughs> on that? No, I'm sure you can oh. find it on Amazon, but... uh. I thought they sent it to you for free. Ballistic gel? Yeah. Who? Who? You. Me? Why would they send it to me for free? Because you're always using gels, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> sing. <laughs> Sponsor. There it is. Yeah, ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> this week is Floyd's Ballistic and Love Gel. <laughs> oh, I hope that's not actually a thing. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Floyd's? <laughs> that's the first name that, name that came to my mind. <laughs> Floyd? Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so broadhead tuning. <laughs> first, first, fixed blade or mechanical, plus or minuses on both of them. Um, Anything but Wacom is okay to talk about. Anything but Wacom. <laughs> Wacoms are just, very good broadhead. Just talk about Wacoms. Um, well, I can tell you this is this is a true story. Um, I shot Thunderhead fixed blades for years, and then classics, and then I. Uh, started shooting high country back in the day and believe it or not just a um fast enough bow that i was having problems getting fixed heads fixed blades to fly through the bow but being young enough i didn't know how to tune them you know so i just said heck with this guy says try these mechanicals so i started shooting mechanicals been shooting mechanicals for well about 10 years um well when i got my first matthews uh the reason i could not get a mechanical to shoot out of it. I couldn't get a fixed blade to shoot out of it. So I ended up finding, um, called the meat seeker broadhead made by Steve's trophy. Familiar. Rich. Yeah. And, um, I often seek meat. It's uh <laughs> three blade, three blade, hundred and hundred grain. And it shot like a bullet out of my bow, three inch groups, four inch groups at 60 yards. Wow. So I didn't shoot anything else. And that's all I have. Mm-hmm. So, then I went to um, elk hunting last last fall, and oh. yeah, did you get an elk? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were we were on them, but 
That's uh, why it's called hunting. Knock. First time, first time right, being, right. first time being out there chasing them. Uh, awesome, awesome experience. We that did would be awesome. Ten miles a day. I mean, it's. Yeah, I heard you lose weight when you, you go elk hunting. You do. Ugh. Plus, does <laughs> it get like a golf cart or something? I wish. Oh, golf cart. But I can tell you one thing on experience there is uh, definitely get a good pair of boots. Yeah, oh, I've heard that. My feet, my feet were bloody after the first afternoon, and I had to walk the rest six more days. I mean, I was throwing pairs of socks away because my feet were bleeding so bad. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, yeah, guys, throw them a pity party when elk hunting. It's miserable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was public land. I mean, it was... You know, we had a place to stay where out there, so that made it nice. Um, yeah. You can easy camp to, on public land, too, right? Yeah, um, they can there, but we were 20 mile, 25 miles from a guy's place. So, oh, yeah. Um, it made it nice where we could drive back and forth, but... Yeah. Um, but anyway... Uh, fixed blades i started learning more about tuning and and um shooting them so i was shooting the the whackums uh out of it but um you know i think it's all about poundage really you know um lower poundage bows are going to accept fixed blades a lot better um eight, you know the 85 percent let off bows that aren't really spitting them out there real hard just because it's cutting you, air slower you, yeah you got a lot of metal out in front of your shaft so you have to start shooting smaller it's almost like a fletching on the front and back of your arrow yeah so it's another one of them things so when i got my reason i got so mad i went out i went to gander mountain and i bought 10 packages of different broadheads i just pulled i mean i spent like 300 bucks i've been to that point where i'm like (laughs) screw it oh i was i mean i anything i mean everyone that was out there rages and everything and that meat seeker was the only one that would shoot out of my bow Really? So that's what I've been shooting, and I, I mean, I've killed a lot of deer with them, and I, I don't have one complaint until I go to shoot it out of my wake. Really? It didn't shoot good. I Total mean, it, opposite? It, yeah, it was Total just coming, 180. It was <laughs> coming out so fast that the blades, you know, they're not totally, you know, really tight like, mm-hmm. a, like a rage would be, you know, how they're contrapped a little bit. Yeah. And um, it just, you know, just whistled yeah. and went left. I'm like, really? You, you know, know, they're, they're almost... There almost needs to be when you go buy a package of broadheads, pairs well with this bow, with this bow, with this bow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like I mean that's like, not a bad idea actually, yeah. but yeah. everyone's little you know everyone's, everyone's yeah. setup is different, so it's not gonna it doesn't work that I mean, way. Yeah, I don't think it, it just still kind of baffles my mind that you know people still have this argument you know about oh fixer. It'll always be around, man. Just it, look it, at not going like, anywhere. Like you know, you how many deer have you killed with fixed and with? mechanically See, you know what i mean like they they both here's my thing though like i've i've killed more deer with fixed blades but that they're really close you know what i mean i'm under 20 yards i'm under 15 yards probably yeah. with all my fixed blade kills and they know they, they don't fail you yeah. you know if you, they hit where you're you know if they hit what you're aiming at destruction just yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i've shot deer with mechanicals where i hit them in the money and i'm like and i don't find that deer and i'm yeah. just sick I just feel like a, a fixed blade is already open, already there to do its job. With mechanical, you're hoping that it opens. Well, and that's what I like about these meat you're seekers. You're hoping it's not on strike. That's what I like about these meat seekers is they open, you know, once that head starts pushing against hair or, you know, the skin, the bone, the the blades are going to deploy. They're so deploying. there's, there's yeah. no way for them not to open, and that's what I've always liked about it, you know. And I'm not, I'm not going to bash any other... Or brands out there, but you know some of them open differently. But um, that's just what I like about them is their guaranteed deployment when you shoot. See, so say I want to shoot a fixed blade. What I mean, and I can't get them to fly right. Where do you start? What's the first thing you're like? Okay, let's break this down. To actually tuning, tuning the broad. Get, get, get a new first. Bow. First off, is, get a new bow. Is you find don't shoot head, an elite. Find the bow that works. <laughs> don't shoot an elite. <laughs> yeah. Throw that thing in the garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is tuning your bow you know they they have what they call center shot of your bow so um a lot of people can just eyeball it get pretty close and line your rest up with your string with your pen basically yeah you know uh, you flip your rest up and you just kind of eye it from behind and you line your string up with the center of your riser and your arrow should be right right behind your string you know that's that'll get you pretty close if you can't get somewhere and put levels on it you know and measure it whatever but um you got to have that bow right down the middle to start off with broadheads because you got that extra material out there. It's going to send it, you know, left Wherever. and right, you know, a little more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, Whichever way that arrow's yeah. off. Yep. So the best thing is um, 
you know, let's just say your broadheads shoot right and your field points are, you know, hitting right, you know, where they should be and your right broadheads shoot right. Well, you want to move your rest to the left. Will that yeah. throw your field points off? No, no. It'll, um, it should move them left. It may not move them left because you kind of got that, that, um, kind of like fulcrum there where gotcha. your arrow's sitting on your rest. Mm-hmm. So you may move your rest and not move your field points, but move your broadhead over. So gotcha. you're kind of finding that, that sweet spot, as you would say. And why is that better opposed to where you can consistently get them shooting to the left, moving your sight? That's all preference. If you don't care about, you know, your broadhead shooting where your field point's at, move your sight. All See, the power to you. And, I don't, and I'm not against that at all, you know, because... You know, I don't know. I for read some people, your diary, easier, and you, you know? sounded way against it. <laughs> well, here, do what? I read your diary. You're oh. super against it. Yeah, I am. I, here's I, the, I was almost just, gonna turn you into the police. I, against I'm kind of anal because I I want them to I want them to hit where my field points are at. But I, most people would. I would. You know. But yeah. I've been to the point. I, I would. I'm I'm kind of at the same point though. Hey, hunting season's coming. I don't care about field points right now. I want that broadhead hitting the center of that dot. Sure. Yeah. So, yep. you know what? If my if my field points don't hit, remember, who cares? Just slide your sight, you know? And and that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. Cuz you're not you're not target practicing in October, November. You're right. you're to kill deer. Yeah, when well, that's true, you should. I mean, really all you should I mean, left and right is really all you should have to move your sight. Yeah, hopefully. Sometimes it'll be a little low maybe, you know, but Yeah. But you know, those those whackums were shooting 3 inches right at 40. So See, that's not bad. You know, yeah. you can just move it a little bit and get closer, then maybe move your sight. But, but I'm a little more anal than that. I I don't I don't stop at forty. I keep going back as far. Yeah, because you want you... well when you don't have a wife or kid to raise, you know, or anything else, you can take the time to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I shoot uh, for the last month. I've been shooting every morning before work. I, really? I get there at six o'clock and shoot for about thirty forty five minutes, and then I'll go to work. Where do you shoot at? In the the yard behind work. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it's think better than coffee. Yeah, I, I, I think just, John Deere might frown on that. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty fortunate being able John to Deere's do like, that. No. But uh, you know, I I go and pick my daughter up, and you know, the afternoons after work from, from daycare. So that's when I used to shoot after work because the range was so close. But, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just get up early and start my day. So you don't have way. a spot at home to shoot outside or anything no, like not that? in town. No, they yeah. frown upon that. See, I do yeah. too, but I have a. I mean, I can shoot here, but I have a privacy fence. Yeah. I shoot in my yard right across from the police station. That works. Yeah, yeah. but you also yeah, live in Eldridge. Yeah, yeah the cops are going to show up with their bows one day, like, <laughs> oh, I'm on lunch. Yeah, that's why, like, Sherrard, you know, it, technically you can't, but really everyone does yeah. anyway. It's, kind so. of, it's more frowned upon than anything. Yeah. I don't know. I can shoot 100 yards at my place, but you know I haven't what? bought any balloons yet. So I yeah. Can't. What's I can't. up with that? I'm going to call oh, you guys yeah. out. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Let's do it. What? I keep forgetting. <laughs> I think we what, were. You want to tie a balloon to your arrow and see how the flight of your arrow is? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we were all going to just do it all at once at the shoot. Oh. What? Saturday. The 100 so. yard call out challenge. Yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Um, You were the one who did in the video who did it. Yeah. I keep I get um you and uh I Tony. Can't Tony. Tony. I get them I get you guys confused because never until now never met you but I was here those and I see it online and I'm like I couldn't remember who did the video yeah let's go down main drag Sherrard right here between the bars and the church and the post office we'll just, we'll just block off the streets <laughs> they've blocked off the streets for trashier things yeah, yeah lawnmower <laughs> races yep yeah. yeah. lawnmower parade holes where people are just drinking and lawnmowering we got it all Sherrard okay. mm-hmm. man. But, but yeah, we'll definitely try to get that done. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Uh, actually, the nineteenth, the weekend of the nineteenth is no the the twentieth. This sa- Saturday. this Saturday at the shoot. Oh yeah, the shoot this is this Saturday. Whoa, this Saturday. Where's my brain at right now? It's this Saturday. Chris. Man, yeah. you've been waking up, been waking up, thinking you're late for work. And yeah, then... <laughs> I'm all over. Well, I'm originally over. I was gonna be at the first time. Well, well before first... you rescheduled this one. Yeah, we're talking about the... Wor- oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I had to. I'm yeah. sorry. The, we have the working class bow hunter shoot day. Spelled Saturday. S-H-E-W-T. I'm going to be shoot. in St. Louis for a bachelor party. <sighs> See, Ooh. I got a bachelor party the next weekend, uh, so I feel your pain. Uh-uh. And then my buddy's getting married. Tank, thanks. October 3rd. Tank Cameron Tank. Oh. October so 3rd. Tank. I'd probably Nicole just send him Tank. a gift in the mail. <laughs> I'm going to go hunting that morning maybe and just kill a big buck and just send him a picture of it and say, hey, sorry, bro. Yeah. Hope you your understand. Sister this got, one's for you. Your sister got married, what, two years ago during hunting season? Yeah, November. No. <laughs> yeah. But, sorry. Well, I kind of had to. 
because I fell climbing into my stand. Oh, you Whoa. did? Yeah, I fell 28 feet. Whoa. Whoa, okay. Climbing right. into your stand. You yeah. were already. Let's, let's in merge your into st- our next. Okay, segment. so you were in your stand and you climbed up eight more feet? Um, I didn't. Well, I. 28 feet, and then, yeah, my stand's another 7 or 8 feet up above that. I have a couple stands like that. But uh, using the lone wolf individual sections, yeah, and oh, it yeah. came away from the tree. It kind of did the bottom of a kick out? Nope. That's just a strap. Just came right and just broke. <sighs> so you right might have died, and you might just be a ghost. Yeah. The true. strap broke? The strap crazy. broke. Crazy. Yep. How old was it? Because my, my year and a half. Wow. Whoa. Oh. I, I change <laughs> all of my straps every year and a half. See, maybe mine two, are old. maybe two years on a couple of them, but see, mine are old and mine alone with sticks. I need to start changing. I try them and out. go every every other year. I try and change them, and I had, you know, done the work in the stand that spring and that summer. You know, I was up in that tree. You know, trimmed it, whatever else. You know, set my hanger. You know, loosen the straps, tighten them back up. You know, yeah. and. Whoa. Early morning, I'm climbing up there in the dark, and that's weird. You don't usually hear that with a lone wolf. You know, yeah. So no. uh, so what so how did that never what happened like you fell down I mean where did you just stay down and call for somebody or well I I got up I well originally okay so <laughs> I'm trying to climb back so, in <laughs> so I started going down and I caught myself on the next set and it actually flipped me around a tree and then I started going down and I just said told myself don't land on your feet and next thing I know I'm laying I'm looking up at my stand I'm just laying on my back, and I got backpack on, my bow over my shoulder. Holy shit. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm calls like, for the S word. You know, I'm like, son of a gun, how am I going to get up there now? You know? <laughs> That's and, all he's thinking about. You know, and I mean, because this is. This Hope is it's spooking here. This is a stand. It's November 4th. This is a stand. Oh. I don't go to till rut starts hitting, you know. Oh and this is kind of more of like a later pre rut stand. I mean, yeah. it's a mile from the truck. I mean, it's, it's, I got to cross a creek to get to it. You know, it's, it's, it's my spot, you know, yeah, Where, oh, where, yeah. where's your property just in case this happens again. Yeah. We'll come down and get you. <laughs> so, Set I, um, we'll so sure. when you get new straps, do you order them from Lone Wolf? No, I, you know, I, I, I buy them when they're on sale at Menards. Do you, you just know? use the hooks then? Yep. See, on the, even on the little eye thing. Ratchet, I use ratchet straps. See, I have one that's like that. I always use as my bottom stick on my Lone Wolves, but you know how they normally, like they have the eye on it, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it slides over that little circle thing. Yep, you just put the hooks on yep. there. See, yep. I don't like that. That doesn't really well because you're pulling down on it when you tighten them. So you know, essentially, it's it's pulling back up on it. Yeah, I got it's you. Not I got you. Slip. See, I got to order new straps. Yeah, did you? I mean, were you ones. were you hurt? Oh, so anyway, um, <laughs> I thought, well, shit, I'll just go back to the next stand, a couple hundred yards back. Uh, oh my god! Well, then I so tried... were you walking? Were you? No, up? I was still laying on the ground looking up. And thinking, thinking thought, about this. Oh, I guess I'm not making it in this state. Yeah. Today. So oh. I uh, though, then I tried to roll over and, and I thought, oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. And I was in good. like a washout, so I had to crawl out. So I I got up to the top and I was like, oh man, you know, and something ain't right. So my dad, he's working in Wisconsin, and there's only one other guy that knows where that stands at, and he's firefighter. He's my cousin in in town. Uh-huh. And, uh, Dang. He's like, oh, I'm working. I can't. I was like, piss well, you're on a it. firefighter. Saved me. So I just <laughs> fell. <laughs> so I I said, well, I'm going to go back to the truck. And, and I was kind of like, you know, it's still kind of dark. But I was like, oh, I kind of like, I didn't remember where I was at at first, you know. Oh, my God. And then what I did is I cut these trees in a path, like a Z pattern, to get to the tree, you know, so you can follow the logs down in the dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I ended up going out and. I don't know how long it took me to get back to the truck, but but I it going up and down a couple of ravines, crossing the creek, and and I got to my truck and drove back to town. So you're crawling? I or, walked. You? Oh my god! Yeah, he's in his own. I shouldn't be alive. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I did you have any broken ribs or? Yeah, I broke uh, bones in my back. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. My back is broken. And I'm still I'm still <laughs> jacked up. I still got problems. You know, I. Dude, I got you're lucky to be here doing this podcast. Yeah. With us right well, now. I'm, I'm not, like I said, it could still be his ghost. So, so what is your advice? Tree stand safety is, well, you know, I went down, bought nine lifelines. You know, hunter safety system lifelines. Can't blame you there. You know, I've always worn a harness in the tree. That's no question. No question out. Yeah. You know, I always worn one when I'm up there. Uh, but 
you know, that's when people fall is getting in and out. That's know, when now, most man. people fall is. Yeah. is I got to get better at was that. It, what's the statistic lines. on that? 85% or was it 80? I don't um, know. Getting in and out really? or most. I, maybe it was higher yeah. than that. Maybe it was like 90 You know, maybe it's just how, mud on your boots slipping, you know, but. Or ice on a peg. Right. I've uh, I've actually, I've never had that. Getting out. So you want some lone wolf sections? I got some. <laughs> I took them all down. I'll take them. Factory I'm ordering. I'm, I'm out of India. I'm ordering new lone wolf straps. So from the factory. Well, you're quite a bit lighter than Ryan is, so you know you might be all right. Don't matter. My my lone wolves are. Man, I don't know how old they are now. Over five you don't, years and old. And you don't now. think about it, you know. I mean, I like I said, I was in. I've that. never changed the straps on mine, man. Ugh. I still have one out there that I didn't take down because I knew I was just going to put it right and back. I, up. And I I always leave them in the tree, but I, every year I always loosen them. You know, at the end of each, when I know yeah. that's the last time I'm going there, I'll loosen all the straps yeah. on my way down. So but. would you, I mean, you know, and that starts to raise the question, I, I've seen some, you know, some older tree stands that had just chains. Yeah. And chains, that's actually better, man. Th- you know, you're thinking, yeah, you see the chains, you know, every chain rusts, but, I mean, the life that yeah. they it's got. It's going to take they, a lot longer to rust through a chain than it is yeah. to strap and they can, they can dig into, you know, dig into that tree a little bit more, I mean. I, I can see from an economical standpoint why straps, and plus they're easier. You know, if you're setting them up in the morning that you're hunting, they're a lot less noisy. But well, what mean, I've well, done... look look at it this way: um, you spend five to six bucks a strap. You know, depending on if they're on, I mean, four bucks a strap if they're on sale. But so depending on, I mean, how many stands you hunt? Uh, there's let me count them. I got like ten. Okay, ten time. stands. So I think I've got two, like two, six, but they're ladder stands. Two strap, two straps, a uh, hang-on stand. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's twenty straps. Twenty times five is a hundred bucks in in yep. straps. When Adds I up. fell, it cost me twenty five hundred bucks. With you know going to the emergency room, yeah. and paying out of pocket. So what I did last year, I actually Obamacare, man. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a year on straps. It ain't nothing. That's no. actually really not bad. I it, had a stand last year that the strap was like. Just to the point where it was eaten into the tree, and I couldn't get it loose. Nope. I went and got another. I actually cut that one, put a new strap on top, cut the butt, the one that was bad, and then put a new strap in it, and then ratcheted that strap tight. So the stand never moved. I just cut the old strap yeah. and put a new one in there and tightened it up, and it yeah. was good. Um, which is not bad. I mean, even if you have an old strap and you can't get that thing loose or whatever, if it's... What, just put, it, put the other put, strap yeah, over put another it. So one. what I what I normally yeah. do is instead of buying all new straps all the time is like my my sticks for my stands. I'll just put an old strap on there. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe take the top one off that's old and then put one from the stand on there. You yeah. know, that, I mean, because it's not as much load bearing as a yeah. stand is going to hold. See what but, what what do those lifelines run? What those run you per piece? Um, because <clears throat> I need to get a. a quite a few of those well it depends where you buy them and what kind of sales there are but anywhere <laughs> yeah. from 70 75 to 90 bucks for three for so, three okay so three. about 30 bucks a piece okay so that's 30 bucks a piece for and i bought three packs of them really though them. they should be a hell of a lot cheaper yeah well, in my opinion. you can't you can make them you know but yeah <laughs> yeah but i I'd, I'd rather you know have a product that but then again, somebody, but, but then again, you know, I mean, the lifelines, as long as you don't leave them out there every year, take them down, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to last you a long time. Yeah, the lifelines, so, if it's the last time in the, in the stand, you can just pull those off, throw yep. it in your, you know. Yeah. So do you, you have to climb up to hang them up anyway in the first place. That's right? the only bad thing I don't like is you got to climb up once without it and you got to climb down once without it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, technically not down without it. Well, you, if you, you take it down. It. Oh yeah, yeah when you're talking about, I thought you know, when you're hanging yeah. up, yeah, I got you. Or or if you're saying, oh, I got to move the stand thirty yards this way because see with the lifeline though, know. do you just climb up it and leave yourself hooked to the lifeline? You, yeah, you can if you put it up high enough. But I also got a, a rope tree strap that goes around the yeah. tree with another carabiner on it. See, so, I always have that. Yeah, so so I just hook it to that, and then I actually I make sure I always have one of those in my backpack. Um, that way, if I go to a stand, I'm like, oh, I don't have it in here. I I bought in bulk like the the scent blocker ones yeah and or the tree spot or whatever they are and i'll just throw them up in there and and then hook right into it but out of the seven i put up somehow i lost two of them i don't know how <laughs> but they disappeared but uh the seven i have they um they're either they start off the ground the bottom starts off the ground like seven or eight feet or um they don't go quite high enough on my stand so and they're 30 foot ropes i wish they were 10 feet longer but 
Yeah, just just to well, cover you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess they, you know they're trying to tell you don't go higher than thirty feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a friend of mine, he's always telling me he needs oxygen masks when he goes and hunts me. <laughs> See, I have a couple that are pushing 30. I don't know. I, I, the one that Eric saw that he climbed in with me one time was, it's pushing 30. Oh, it's it, probably it, 28. It, every good part it, of 30, I'd say. It might be 30. Maybe, yeah. I'll have to actually, I'll range it. I'll sit down and range the ground <laughs> and then see what it is. Yeah. But. You guys should come hunt uh, some public land. Uh, there's some tree stands there that uh, you can dunk about four feet. Off. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you can jump up and yeah. get in them. Well, even my ladder stands, I don't, I won't go below twenty feet. So if I, you know, buy a fifteen or sixteen foot stand, buy I'll, another one and get a section. Out I'll, of well, I'll just make a section for it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and get it up there. Just get it a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> there a is a set on my property though, from I don't know how many years ago, but the guy had. Um, it was almost like railing, metal railing. But oh, they really? use these ladders, and it goes up a tree, and then turns ninety degrees, and then goes up the tree. And <laughs> Whoa. yeah, there's a there's a sketchy. Thing I love when you see those old nails in yeah. the trees from yeah. the old railroad railroad spikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like man, those guys were hard. Or they just looked like bolts. Yeah, yeah. screwed into the uh-huh. tree. There's this uh, this standout on a property that I'm hunting. It's called the Fort, and it basically looks it's like a deck with like. Oh, what's the, uh, was it, corrugated roofing? Yeah. And, like, paneling built there. So it looks like a shack, and it's, like, 20 feet up, and it's got a 20-foot extension up there. It's held on by, like, five giant chains. I looked at that thing one time. I'm like, eh, I'm not going in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> not. It's cool to look at because it looks like a like a kid's tree fort, but I'm it's like. too sketchy to get in. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it, it's a little bit different, but, I mean, you know, you look. that was, That's what made me think about the chains. Because this structure is held on this tree with just these fat, fat chains. And I'm like, you know, why? At some point, you can ask yourself, you know, why would I risk it? Why would I take those straps when I can just get those 80-pound chains? And then again, it's getting up there with, like, the, the super heavy, thick chains. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's growing just... up, that's what we use, you know, chains. But it's they're not as easy to move around. And, yeah, yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, of people want to be able to move stands or i guess if you're gonna put like a stand that you know is gonna be there for a while i mean you I think about it come november and you're going man that stand needs to be over on the next draw yeah. so here you are with this clanky chain <laughs> you know and you're like man i want to hunt this this afternoon nah, ain't gonna happen ain't so you got me yeah. thinking man i'm like man i need to i have a it is something straps. to think about i need I mean, to go back over all yeah, my stuff i'm, I'm kind of thinking that too, you just kind of start taking it for granted i mean you get used did to I, it did i think i was gonna fall that morning i went out there no but the highlight yeah. of the story is uh I was shooting my Chillar. That's what Boa had. All I did was uh, knock the mud out of the cams, and I hit a two-inch dot at 20 yards <laughs> after falling 28 yeah. feet on top oh of it. Gosh. On top of it. Well, just, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Thank, he covered, thanks he covered for his that. bow the whole time. He's like, yeah, faith no. survives. Yeah, I mean, and I forgot all. I mean, I didn't even think. It, you know, and then after I called him, he, you know, because I was telling him what happened, and He's like, well, I'm going to call you every 10 minutes, and if you don't answer, then I'm, you know, because I didn't want paramedics and everybody else down the timber, you know. I mean, yeah, because they're like, oh, it's a good setup. I'll come here yeah, and hunt. He's not going to be hunting for a while. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> don't want to give this but, away the secret spot. Yeah, but, I mean, he's just like, <laughs> you don't have anything protruding through your body or anything, do you? I was like, oh, crap. You know, I didn't even think about that. You know, Start I checking and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 I didn't even know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't feel anything for a couple hours, did you? No, I mean, I didn't want to take my backpack. That's what worried me, because I knew something was wrong. I was like. You take your backpack off, you crumble yeah. into dust. Well, I mean, I walked in the ER, you know, and told the lady, I was like, hey, I just fell 28 feet. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I almost grabbed my stand. I'm not lying. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it was 27 and a half feet. Oh, my God, when did you say something? Get but, in the they, ER. um, but that lady, the, the ER nurse, she told me she's been doing this for 35 years, and she averages two to three people a year that fall from tree stands and she said normally the average is is 14 to 16 feet and she says i'm the first guy that's walked out of the emergency room whoa well because see he got uh 28 feet (laughs) she said all the other guys just uh, you know whether they they were in a wheelchair and they got escorted out (laughs) yeah i mean whether you know whether they you know broke their collarbones and you know they're they're in cast or you know whatever but you know she just she said hey you're the first guy that's able to get up and walk out of here like so, I said, yeah, dude, I we should go to the that. library and we should look and we should go back and we should look at like all the newspaper articles. Ryan Greenleaf dies in terrible bow hunting accident. <laughs> yeah. Falls five feet out of stand. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I I still think I mean it's it's a 
god awful feeling. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. you're falling from a tree. You know, yeah. I can't imagine. I'd be so shook up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could laugh a joke about it here, but oh boy, you'd never want to have that happen no. to you. It's I mean, just like you know, I mean, I was all by myself. <laughs> I mean, I could have been, you know, I mean, I could have been in public land two miles in or something. You know, I mean, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, every time I go hunting, I leave a uh, I leave a note card for uh, for the owner of the property. He knows where all the stands are, and I tell him, you know, this is the stand I'm hunting. If I happen to change stands, I have to go walk back to my car, get another note card, change it, and I sign it and I date it, and I just say, look, I'm here. And that's just that's, that's a good idea. That's just for me. So he knows. He goes if I if I come and see you at like if it's he's like if it's if it's dark and I still see your car, he's like I'm looking right in the window and I'm coming to find you. Note card thing is a good idea. Yeah. I just always did that. I let everybody know when I'm going hunting, and you know, maybe with the success rate that I have, I shouldn't. Like, ah, I was, I was sleeping <laughs> in. <laughs> but I just, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, God forbid it happens. You know, if you know your tree sta- your safety harness does fail, which it can happen. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. take that risk every time you go out there. But even if you're hanging there, I mean, you know could be hours. I mean, if that happens oh, yeah. early in the day, I mean, I mean, if you can, if you could somehow find a like if I can find a way, like if, if I had, if I was able to invent something, it'd be like, um, for most smartphones where it like, it's always attached to you, like where you can reach it. Sunblocker has, um, a Do thing that? that you hook between like your carabiner and your strap. And if it does, it sends off like, if a, it breaks, uh, it sends off yeah, a message. Can, yeah. You can program like a text, a phone call to 911 or you can, or GPS, you can do, like I think you can program. I, I can't remember exactly. I, I saw. Oh, you know, I think I know. Show. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I don't know if they, I'm sure they still make it. I don't. They have the life wire too. That's pretty neat. Yeah, life wire lowers you. It lo- slowly lowers you to the ground. Yeah, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? I I feel like I'd just get lazy though and just jump. No, my bad lower. thing is I don't know how long they are. I mean, they could lower me down all they want. But yeah, you just hit the ground. Feet. Sorry, you you're 15 feet. Like, dude, this is where people still die. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, ah, dang yeah. it, so close. Shucks, man, we're to the end of the episode. That went fast. This wow. could have been Super two fast. hours. Yeah. So we'll have to do part two, yeah. three, and four. That's right. To this. So thanks for doing the show. Um, holy crap, man. Hunting season's less. It's right about around three, the corner. Yeah, right. a little less. A little over three weeks. Right around there. Three weeks, we'll say that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else to add? We're right down to the wire here. We got uh, our shoot next weekend. Or Saturday. Our show, yeah. yeah. The 12th, the working class bow hunter shoot number shoot, two. Shoot. Um, it's actually just at a public range. There's no competition. We might play some games. Bring a target. Bring your bows and some balloons. Some balloons. Uh, we might be grilling. Bring yourself. Can you do that? Up? Can you do that out there? I don't think you can. What? I don't know if we want to push that. Who said that? Uh, it's a park. <laughs> who's, who's I drill? don't think you can have fire on a park. I'm outside. Yeah. Well, that's fine. George yes. Foreman, plug yeah. that baby in. That's right. Bring a generator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be George Foreman grill. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's loud thunder. Um, it's Illinois City, technically, isn't it? Mm, technically, yeah. Illinois City. Google yeah. it. Illinois. Um, might be Andalusia. It might be. Andalusia. Oh yeah, it might be Andalusia. Might be Andalusia. Um, we're just gonna out there shoot, have a good time, throw out some hundred yard shots. Maybe uh, um, shoot number two. Play some dice. Two p.m. Yeah. Two p.m. Aren't you working? Well, I gotta work too. If that's what you call it. Yeah, call in. Screw John Deere. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be standing around till noon when they let me go home. There you go. Um, or that's really, uh, I think all we got, anybody got anything to add? I ask uh, this every episode and everyone looks at me like, no, yeah, no, Ryan, do you, uh, do you want to plug your vital information or do you not want people to contact you? No, go ahead. You know, any questions, um, you know, you can get a hold of me on Facebook, Ryan Greenleaf. Um, not how it sounds. Yeah. L I E F. You know, if there's any, any archery, uh, hunting, land managing, anything, you know, uh, Hit me up on Facebook, and you know, if I don't know the answer, I'll find the answer. But he'll uh, ask us, and we'll give him the answer. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's <all> the word. <laughs> the experts. So what to do? Part two, yeah, three, four, five, and however many we feel like doing. Definitely, it'd be pretty easy, I think, because that hour went by really quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just remember to wear your uh, wear your safety harness. Go look yeah. into. Um, because the there's a bu- yeah, there's a bunch of different everybody. Ones yeah, do. there's a bunch of companies now doing lifelines. Um, I got Hunter Safety System. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, scent blocker or tree spider, yeah. or whatever. Uh, uh, the people, they're all, they're all. I, I've actually, because I've been kind of curious about it the last six months. So when somebody comes out with one, you know, I kind of diagnose a little bit, you know, dissect it, I guess. And mm-hmm. 
everybody uses about the same material, the same size material, and it's all the same price. So it's Are those all the rated same stuff. for any any specific poundage? I mean, or is it just kind of most of it's six hundred pound rating? Not rated know? for Steve. Yeah, <laughs> not they Steve rated fifty. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to they got a twenty five inch straw version of gravity that. and what did I eat that day? Yeah, and, they they got it for people that have T Rex arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Steve. Oh, okay. I'm the butt of the joke. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, edit this whole episode. Yep, you're and, uh, an ass. Not upload it. <laughs> not upload it. Um, all right. Rex arms. I love. That's what we. Here. That's what we always called uh, Tony Nap. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you little hussy. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tomorrow we're actually going to do another episode, um, and maybe not tomorrow, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. All you need to know is Kill Cliff. Ooh. And that will be on Look tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about that. What is it? Well, you'll find out. Or there maybe you won't. Maybe this will be the last episode you listen to. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks maybe for listening, guys. It. Hunt season getting close. You look, know what to do. Look forward to part two. Yes, yes. Oh, go. hey, hey, go shoot your hunting bow. Yeah. Get out there and shoot. Go shoot your bow. Later, guys. Hunting bow. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.